Welcome back to the Wagme Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Garini, joined by my co-host, Nick Musto. Nick, we have a new face in the studio with us today. Colin Wien, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, what up? Um, I'm Colin, uh, Nick's roommate in college. Um, basically just just in our fantasy football league to beat Nick. Nick week uh, coming up right right uh, this weekend. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get into that matchup later. I, I don't even want to talk about it right now, to be honest. Excuses are already starting to roll in. You're just another fantasy football degenerate with a high success rate. Um, so you're a perfect fit for us on our show. Um, exactly what we're trying to recruit to our team. First, we got to talk about our socials. Follow us on on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube at Wagme Fantasy. Don't forget, subscribe to our newsletter, Winning with Wagme at wagmefantasy.com. That's all for the socials and newsletter. Nick, we're going to keep this episode nice and concise because you and I sound like we're choking on snot right now. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, it is true. I don't know what the fuck is going on with me, but I feel like dick. Not COVID, though. Not COVID. Just yeah. a grade A cold, you know? Yeah. What happened to the... We can't confirm that. The good old days where you could just have a cold, you know? Missed yeah, those. back in like 2016. Yeah, I, I think I just have a cold. It's not too bad. I feel fine. Like I could go wrestle like three bears right now, but I do sound like Kermit the Frog. You did text um, me that earlier. You could wrestle a bear. So yeah, uh, yeah. I'm glad you're staying consistent with your word. Well, not so today, bears. today we're going to go through our stardom sit-ems at each position. Each of us picked a start and a sit at each position. Then we're going to move on to our buy lows and sell highs. Now we're a third of the way through the season. Uh, the, the trade deadline, believe it or not, is actually approaching us sooner than we expect. Uh, we're about four to five weeks away from most people's trade deadline expiring. So now is becoming the perfect window to execute a trade to benefit or treat your team's demise um, for the rest of the season. So right now is the perfect window to buy or sell. So we're going to give our candidates there. We're also going to give a smoke or fire each. Um, again, we're at the fulcrum where it's like, do we believe this guy's hot start can translate into a really complete year or is it just smoke? Is it a, a good lead to the season, but nothing's going to transpire from it? So without further ado, Nick, who's your stardom at quarterback? My start of the week is Geno Smith. I get that a lot of people might be benching him this week. They're scared of what we saw last week against Arizona. And rightly so. I mean, it's Geno Smith. What he's done for the first five weeks of the season is not what we expected whatsoever. So the moment that he shows any sign of not being a prolific touchdown scorer through the air, um, we're going to we're gonna second guess whether or not he should be in lineups. But I think this week will be a good week. Um, Gino's going to bounce back in a high-scoring game against the Chargers. Um, you can't compete with the Chargers unless you can put up points or if you have a great defense, and the Seahawks do not have a great defense. So Gino's going to have to chuck the ball down to Lockett and Metcalf the majority of the game. You have him ranked as the fifth quarterback in your week seven positional rankings. Um, so just to illustrate your confidence in Gino this week. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd start him in a pinch. Uh, I have him over Trevor Lawrence this week, uh, even Russell Wilson, depending on his injury. So yeah, I'm all for giving Gino the rock. Colin, I want to hear your start him at quarterback. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, five first off for Gino is, is very aggressive, but I mean, I don't hate it. Um, my start, um, I went with Derek Carr. <clears throat> Starting to get contagious from your guys' sickness here, but yeah, Derek Carr um, matching up against the Texans. Um, I think they're just going to destroy them. They're seven point favorites at home, uh, coming off a one and five record. Hungry Dog runs faster. I think, think they're going to be getting out there. I think they're going to absolutely destroy them. And uh, we got Waller coming back. Devontae Adams is out here pushing everyone. He's playing angry. Um, and and Carr's uh, had his deepest intended air yards per target of his career. So he's chucking the ball downfield. I expect this to be high scoring for the Raiders. So I think there's a lot of points uh, up for grabs and, and a lot of upside with Carr. Yeah, I agree. And the Raiders, they're they're like one and five, right? Or maybe they're two and four. I don't know. No, the record. They're one and five. They just suck. 
Yeah, yeah. So like they have had terrible start this season. They need to play aggressive. Yeah, yep. I don't think one and five is fair for them. They're not that bad of a team. One and four, they had their bye, but nonetheless, they're they're in the cellar of that very competitive division. Uh, yeah, it's a must win, and so the pressure is on for sure. I'm gonna roll with my stardom of the week. This guy should be in your lineup if if he is on your roster. You drafted him to be in your lineup week in week out. That's Joe Burrow. He squares off at home against the Atlanta Falcons. They have given up the eighth most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. Um, Joey B had a phenomenal week last week, uh, 300 yards, three touchdowns. And yeah, there's a healthy T Higgins. There's an on fire Jamar chase last week, seven for over 130 and two scores. I'm all about Cincinnati this week at home. I think they're going to just simply rape the Falcons. I mean, they don't have much to offer outside of AJ Terrell. All right, um, I'm going to move on to my quarterback sit this week. That's Jared Goff. Um, similar to Geno Smith, people were playing him because of the hot start. But I'd be nervous um, coming off the bye week. His weapons are possibly healthy if Swift is back. Other than that, Amon Ra's back, TJ Tark's there, TJ Hawkinson's healthy. But without Swift, things could be a little different. Despite this, they're going up against the Cowboys, who as much as I hate to say it, have been – Terrible for quarterbacks this season. They're getting a lot of sacks. They're intercepting the ball. It's just a bad matchup for the Lions this week. And I'm benching. You can't throw on Diggs, Nick. Admit it. Trayvon Diggs too good. I I, I wish I had <laughs> stats in front of me right now, but I don't, and I'm too lazy. Oh, if Collins can, Collins probably stroking off behind the camera there. Thank God we aren't recording this. No, you, you do not know how excited I am for this Lions game. Uh, let's see Dallas's defense by the numbers, 208 passing yards per game. That's all they're allowing 62% completion percentage and just six passing touchdowns. So yeah, they've been quite stellar this year. Is that because they haven't faced stiff competition or does that reflect the true talent in their secondary? I mean, uh, they Joe played Burrow, Daniel Tom Jones, Brady. Jalen Hurts, uh, Carson Wentz, you know, guys that can't throw the ball too well. Yeah, you mean Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, and Jalen Hurts? I mean, those are pretty some pretty good quarterbacks there. The five we gotta get Jones, off this topic. I mean, we got to get weeks. off this topic. I can't, I can't start <laughs> talking about sure. the Cowboys. Tom Brady is going through a divorce, um, cutting <laughs> some slack. He's just not, not in week himself. One. He wasn't in week one. Well, I'm sure a divorce doesn't happen overnight. Come on now. There's Giselle and him were fighting at that point. So I don't know. Dallas's defense, you know, they did face Joey B, but then that was that adrenaline rush from Dak's injury the week prior. Yeah, we'll see if they're frauds or not. Oh, I can promise you they're not. At least not the defense. <laughs> Who are right, you? Right. I'll, I'll go quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Um, so this one hits home for me because he's on on my team in this league, and I am sitting him this week, and that's Kyler Murray. I mean, he had 100 rushing yards, over 100 rushing yards last week, and he still only scored 14 points, which is just astounding. The offense only scored three points. They finished with nine, and one of them was a defensive touchdown. I mean, it's just an awful performance. Their offense looks completely broken, um, and, and I really do not want to start him until I get get proved wrong. We'll see with DeAndre coming back, but um, I'm not trusting Kyler until I see something different. I have Dak, and I in, intend to play him. <laughs> I'm 100% with you. Arizona's offense just makes me want to vomit. Um, this is the second straight year I've had Kyler in my big home league, and I just can't do it anymore. Him and Cliff Kingsbury, it seems like they're meant for each other, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. They, they don't run an actual offense. It's just four-yard checkdowns to Zach Ertz and Rondale Moore. Um, it's a joke of a scheme. And yeah, I've been so frustrated with Kyler this year that I actually traded him away this morning. Um, it's a super flex league. So, you know, his value is very high, but I got Debo Samuel, T. Higgins, and Jameis Winston back. So I'm happy with the haul I got back. Uh, I agree. Kyler's someone we got to see prove it before – uh, I'm willing to count on him to be a, a stud the rest of the year. 
Yeah, and I mean, back back home last week, I mean, it wasn't just a stinker. Like, they did this against the Seahawks, which is, like, one of the probably three worst defenses in the league. They've been giving up points to everybody. I mean, it just doesn't make sense that the Cardinals are this bad. No, I don't get it either. Um, definitely need to execute better. And unfortunately, Hollywood Brown went down, too. Um, so it, it just makes life a little more difficult on Mr. Murray. But they got Robbie. Mm-hmm. Oh, Robbie coming in. <laughs> thank, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. The 30-year-old who has That's like... That's a sign of a desperate, desperate team. <laughs> there, was a, there was a stat we threw out over the summer. I wish I could find it real quick. But anyways, Robbie oh. Anderson oh. had like more targets than Tyler Lockett in five of six years out of their careers, yet like... 50% less catchers or something stupid like that. They're, he's just such an inefficient receiver. He's not going to do anything there. All right, let's hear your sit, Colin. My sit of the week is Trevor Lawrence going against the New York Giants, a.k.a. the Evan Ingram uh, revenge game, the revenge tour for Evan Ingram. Look, the Giants' defense is legit. We have to accept that. Um, six weeks in, They've ranked as the 10th most difficult matchup for fantasy quarterbacks. They're only allowing 205 passing yards per game and a mere 58% completion percentage. Uh, It's funny that I'm telling you to sit Trevor Lawrence a week after he had two rushing touchdowns and completed 91% of his passes. Uh, But those are quite uh, fluky stats. I'm going to count last week as an outlier. I don't expect him to have the same fortune going against a defense allowing less than 15 points per game to quarterbacks. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is never running two touchdowns in in a game ever again. That, it's just not going to happen. Um, so I would not be starting because of that. There are other reasons to look at Trevor Lawrence. He has had a decent season. The offense hasn't looked nearly as bad as it did last season. But I agree, the Giants, they, it's, you got to respect them until they show you that they're the Giants again. Yeah, I mean, the Jags started hot, and and it looked really fun. I was rooting for them, but these last couple weeks kind of looks like the same old Jags. (laughs) They fizzled out. Nick, your start of that running back. Yeah, my start of the week at running back is Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Man, I just can't stop talking about the Cowboys. Uh, (laughs) This one does scare me, but Zeke has been getting a lot of volume, and he has not looked bad in between the tackles, averaging four yards per carry this season. And he got he had another big week against Philly, who has a great defensive line. Um, Zeke's been good, and the Lions are terrible. So that's a combination that usually results in fantasy points. And Colin, why don't you just roll straight into your start of match? Yeah, I mean, I can't can't disagree with anything Nick said. I mean, I probably would have picked Zeke myself too, but um, I'm rolling with the other Cowboys running back, Tony Pollard. I mean. Well, like we said, this should be a smash game for the Cowboys. And the three biggest plays of the Cowboys season have been a Pollard run, a Pollard run, and a Pollard run. I mean, I would not be surprised to, for him to break off a 40, 50-yard touchdown this game. The, the Lions do not have a good run defense. I mean, this is just a great matchup. I love the sound of that. I have Tony starting in my RB2 slot this week. Uh, so, yeah, I'm all for it. My start at running back this week is none other then the wonder rookie, Kenneth Walker, he's visiting the Chargers, who have the fourth worst defense in fantasy football against running backs uh, this year. Look, the man's just on a tear. I mean, he is one for one in our, our weeks of counting him as a, a week-in, week-out starter in fantasy. Um, his first week, he hit, touched the ball eight times, 88 yards and a touchdown. Last week, he handled a full workload, over 20 touches, nearly 100 rushing yards, uh, a, a touchdown, a couple of receptions to add on top of that. He's just a good running back, and now that he's able to showcase it with the um, top slot in this pecking order, yeah, I'm all for it. Start Kenneth Walker with a lot of conviction and confidence this week. Um, I agree. I'm very glad you said Ken Walker because I really wanted to pick him, but I couldn't make him my start two weeks in a row. Um, it would just look biased because he is my um, he is my RB three in our in our big league, and I am starting him. Um, more like RB one, but 
Lenny, Ooh. Aaron Jones. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I agree, though, Colin. Great pick. Um, I'm going to move on to my running back sit this week. That is Brian Robinson. So I told you to start Kenneth Walker last week in his first game as the starter, 19 points. I'd like to ride another rookie, but I'm going to fade him this week. I'm worried about Brian Robinson and this three-headed monster they have at running back. And until we see that they are willing to commit to him, I'm keeping him on the bench. I think it will happen at some point this season, but we're not going to see the type of snap share that we're seeing with Damian Pierce, Brees Hall, and, and Ken Walker last week. I don't think that's in, in the cards for Brian Robinson. You're not willing to exploit Green Bay's poor rush defense here. You're sitting on the sidelines. Yeah, I'm worried about it because there's a good chance he has like eight carries and you hope he finds the end zone because Antonio Gibson's there, J.D. McKissick's there, and the offense isn't necessarily great. Plus, they might be getting blown out with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Yeah, right. yeah I agree. I think it could be a blowout too. Probably not a good green game script for him. Yeah. Who's your shit, Colin? Leads me into my sit, which is uh, David Montgomery. Um, another terrible game script. I think the Patriots, uh, it's not going to be a, a very close game. Uh, not to mention that it also is a primetime game, which we all know and have seen how absolutely shitty all the primetime games have been. So the, the Bears might not score a touchdown in this game. And just to add on top of that, uh, the coaching staff came out and said they're going to play the hot hand at running back. So who knows if that's Herbert or Montgomery. Herbert might be the better running back, to be honest. So uh, it's just a horrible matchup on prime time. I mean, th- this could be a real dud game for Montgomery. Yeah, yeah good point. Agree. Herbert has looked great this season. He ripped off that, like, 50-yard run against the Commanders last week. I mean, it's, he, it should be a timeshare there. He nearly matched David Montgomery's yardage last week with less than half of the carries. Right. Uh, so, yeah, good playmaker. And that comment there about the hot hand might – insinuate his involvement uh is increase my cinematic running back i'm coming for blood uh jonathan taylor he is my sit of the week look he's visiting tennessee the so he's finally healthy three weeks after the first matchup with tennessee where he touched about 21 times for a mere 45 yards uh tennessee's allowing the second fewest rushing yards with 516 albeit they only played five games most of the league played six uh, only one rushing touchdown allowed all year. Uh, like I said, JT had a, a shitty time the first time Tennessee and Indianapolis played. I'm going two for two. I mean, there's not been a lot of time passed in between their matchups. He sustained an injury in their last matchup. It's not like he's uh, been chugging away and can put that game behind him. It's been his last performance. Yeah, I think Tennessee has his number today as well. Yeah, and who knows how limited he'll be at work in that game. I'm not expecting that, but there's a chance that the coaching staff recognizes they don't want to aggravate anything with him. You obviously can't sit him. uh, But, you know, don't be surprised if he has another disappointing day. Yeah, maybe try and put someone in your lineup who's volatile, and hopefully they can make up for what might be a dud. Um, I'm going to move to my wide receiver start. So I want to say Chris Godwin because I talked about him like, I mean, I love I love him this week against Carolina, and he's he's dominating tar- targets in the offense. He's he is the number one in that offense. But I'm not going to talk about him because I do it every week. I'm going to talk about Alex Pierce. Um, I actually am starting Alex Pierce in our league this week because I'm missing uh, Stefan Diggs. But I like what I've seen out of the rookie. He's a deep threat. He's an end zone threat. Caught a game winning touchdown last week, and this. Tennessee off the defense is one of the, I think it's the 31st worst defense against um, receivers so far through the first six weeks. I think Alec Pierce has a stinky good day. Yeah, uh, I'm all for it. Tennessee's allowing 306 passing yards a game over two passing touchdowns. I mean, they've allowed 12 touchdowns in only five games, uh, second most in the league, despite playing one less game than most of uh, the league opponents. So, yeah. Great, great sneaky pick there. Not awful pick because I'm playing against him. So he'll probably score zero points. Um, just, just in my own biased opinion. Um, no so bias. Who you, should, who you should really be starting is Jacoby Myers. 
I know I said this probably wasn't going to be a great game, but I mean, Jacoby Myers is a PPR machine. He doesn't need the touchdown to have a good week. I mean, he's, he's top 12 in targets per route run. So, I mean, he's getting utilized and Zappy looks way better than Mac Jones. I mean, they shouldn't go back to Mac Jones. Um, he's questionable coming into the week. So, I um, mean, if they stick with Zappy, I think Jacoby Myers is a smash play. He hasn't scored less than 10 points in any of the four games that he's played this year. So, I mean, I think he's a super safe option with, with a great floor. Yeah, I agree. Zappy is better than Mac Jones, but they're not going to ever bench their, what was he, like a top eight pick or something like that? 15th. First round pick, nonetheless. Okay. And he had one of the best rookie seasons of historically, really, for quarterbacks. Uh, so, oh, yes, he did. Come on now. Oh he was the be- he was the best quarterback out of this historically great uh, class last year. Maybe like interceptions wise, I don't think he threw picks, but like he doesn't right. threw like a hundred yards a game, and they ran the ball and played good defense. That's thirty eight hundred passing yards, sixty eight percent completion percentage, twenty two to thirteen touchdown to interception ratio. Not too shabby from a first year player, I tell you what. I mean, 22 to 13, we're not calling that historic. Come on now. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, pipe, I'll pipe down a little bit. Uh, not about my start at wide receiver this week, though. T. Higgins, I'm doubling down on my Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, again, they're home against the Falcons. They have been just god-awful on defense. Again, besides A.J. Terrell, who's probably going to line up across the field from Jamar Chase. Atlanta's giving up the sixth most fantasy points to wide receivers uh, this year. Yeah, I'm just banking on a big. It feels like a big T. Higgins and Joe Burrow kind of gay gay day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a cold, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, <laughs> who do they play? Sorry, the Bengals. Falcons. The Falcons. Okay, yeah. Jamar Chase is going to be shadowed by A.J. Terrell the entire game, and then T. Higgins is going to go off. That's what we said was going to happen before the season started when we were drafting these two guys. T. Higgins is going to have a better finish. Uh, I think I said that like every week. Um, I agree. I'm going to move on to my wide receiver sit this week, Robert Woods. Um, the wide receiver one tag is pretty appealing, especially during bye weeks when people are like they're missing players. Well, Woods is probably on your bench. You may be thinking, oh, I might I might go go and ride this one because he is a wide receiver one in an offense. Um, but the Colts have been strong against the pass so far through the first six weeks. And Robert Woods really hasn't been impressive unless he can catch a touchdown. I'm I'm looking other elsewhere this week. If I can. Yep, can't disagree. Tough I mean, matchup, yeah. but I like Woods. I really like Woods, like heading into the thick of things this year with Traylon Burks out. I feel like he's going to just churn out some PPR numbers down the stretch. No, nope, it's Henry, Henry, and Henry, baby. Come on. <laughs> I hope not this week. Oh, well, I hope so. All right. My. Uh, wide receiver sits. Um, I don't know if this is this is allowed on this show, but I'm just going with the Broncos receivers as a whole. I mean, the the Broncos are dead last in points scored in the NFL. The offense looks completely awful, and they're coming up against the Jets. Um, Sauce Gardner, I think, might be a top three corner in the league. I mean, he's playing incredible for a rookie, so I hate the matchup. Um, the only thing that does scare me is Drew Locke could come in here and just just light it up and be better than Russ, but I won't worry too much about that. No Drew Locke. No Drew, Drew Locke. Oh, he's on Seahawks. Who's their backup? Uh, shit. Um, Bre- Bryce Ripien or Ripiener. Ripier. Ripien or yeah. Like yeah. Um, Again, well, he sucks. Consider me not scared. <laughs> um, listen, listen, I'm going to disagree with that simply because in every week this season, Cortland Sutton has seen like I think it's like nine targets. I think is the average. Um, other than last week, I'm not concerned. He scored three Sutton points. William himself. What? He scored three points last week. Yeah. Other than last week, he's had nine targets. So I'm not concerned. Other than last week too, his lowest point, uh, his lowest uh, score outing this game was like 11.5 or something like that, and that's like fine for a floor. Um, He's, he can volume his way to success in your lineup. But Judy, 
no, I'm not. I don't know, dude. I'm, rest of the season, Judy might be be better than Sutton, to be honest. Hot take. I don't see Sutton as a clear wide receiver one. That's hot. Uh, I'm team Sutton. Always have. Always yeah. I was at the beginning of the season, but, I mean, they, they can't get the ball downfield, and that's what Sutton does. Judy's been irrelevant except for, like, the very first drive for the oh, Denver Broncos on the year. Yeah. All right, my cinematic wide receiver. This one's easy for me. It's Terry McLaurin against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Green Bay is the only defense to allow less than 1,100 passing yards on the year. That's not good. That's great. Uh, that's like if I can do math really quick in my head, less than 175 passing yeah. yards a game. Yeah. Um, anyways, no Carson Wentz. Green Bay allows the seventh fewest fantasy points to wide receivers per game. Uh, yeah, I'm all about sitting Terry McLaurin this week with oh, what's his name? Taylor Heineke, Hankey, mm-hmm. Mr. Hankey in there. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'd be a little worried about that. I think Heineke might be better than Carson Wentz. He might air it out more. <laughs> I think that Terry McLaurin is the only receiver who has a chance to benefit from Heineke because he was the, the only one that was like there last year. Curtis Samuel was not healthy and Jahan Dotson is new. Um, so I mean, I I, see I'm it. not Tony McLaurin, but if any of them have a chance to do something with Heineke, it is McLaurin. No, you're right. They have that rapport build up. Um, I guess it's just the risk you're worth taking. Who's your stardom at tight end this week? I am going to go with Robert Tonyan. Um, last week, 12 targets, 10 catches, 90 yards after Randall Cobb went out. Rodgers needs a veteran in this offense to be a comfort blanket for him. Tanyan offers that with Cobb gone. I think Tanyan can do what Zach Ertz is doing and just get a lot of volume that will catapult him into relevance every single week until Cobb is back and maybe even after. 12 targets, that's sexy from the tight end position. Yeah, ride his hot hand. Colin, who do you got? Um... I mean, not too much analysis on this one. I mean, Bellinger um, coming in for the Giants. I mean, they have to throw the ball to somebody. I mean, they got, what, Wandale and then Bellinger. I mean, tight end at this point of the year is, is a dart throw if you don't have one of the top guys. So I think he could he could back his way into some targets. Um, you know, just got to hope and pray. <laughs> I got it. My stardom, easy. Again, Gerald Everett against Seattle who's allowing over 21 points per game to tight ends. That's far and away the most. Uh, yeah, I'm all about Big G having a big game this week. Um, my sediment tight end is Kyle Pitts. Colin, you said it earlier. Yeah, don't chase the touchdown. Um, I'm scared of Kyle Pitts this week. It, he's been awful like the entire season i'm i'm trying to trade him if i can i don't have him anywhere but if i did i would be trying to trade him i'd definitely be benching him so i just want to read nick your verbatim here word for word your show notes here kyle pitts he caught a touchdown in america last week wow bench him (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's poetry right there way to keep it concise colin who's yours Yep, I'm going with uh, Taysom Hill. I mean, basically every tight end you should sit because they all suck. But, I mean, he's had one target all year, and he's a tight end. I mean, that's just astounding. I mean, you're basically hoping for a touchdown, and if he doesn't score, then you're screwed. The rushing just isn't valuable. If he gets 25 rushing yards, 30 rushing yards, like who cares? I mean, I'd rather take my chances getting receptions, and especially if Jameis ends up playing, I think I'll get on the field a lot less too, so. I wouldn't chase the big week with Taysom. Don't chase the touchdown. Right. Uh, I'm climbing up the ladder closer to where Nick was with his tight end. I'm sitting TJ Hawkinson. He's visiting Dallas this week. Besides that 40 bomb he put up uh, three weeks ago, look, he hasn't done much. He followed that up with a one-catch dud. Dallas is giving up the six fewest fantasy points to tight ends. DeAndre Swift, Amon Ra are back. Not going to be a big day for TJ in my mind. I I agree, and I am probably going to bench Hawk against you this week, Colin, and play Robert Tanyan. Although it would be awesome to have Hawk put up a 40-burger on you against the Cowboys 
It'd be awesome to happen on your bench. Yeah. Either way. Um, You want to move on to our buy low, sell high candidates? Time to buy low, baby. Yep. All right. My buy low this week and probably for the past three weeks, if I could have said so, would be Keenan Allen. I've been targeting him in most leagues that I'm in. Managers are frustrated that own him. He's been gone. And they might be worried about how the Chargers offense has been struggling. But I think it's been struggling because Keenan Allen hasn't been there. He offers more to more than just receptions to this offense. He offers his ability to draw attention from the secondary and open it up for Mike Williams. Mike Williams is, hasn't been Mike Williams this year because he hasn't been able to get those bomb touchdowns from Justin Herbert because there is no one else worth drawing attention from the defense. Um, so the ship may be sailing away, but it may not be completely gone just yet to get him cheap. Um, but this is your last week. This is the cheapest you'll be able to get him for the rest of the season. I feel like his buyer window um, would have been better like last week, three, or three ago. weeks ago when he suffered that setback would have been like the, the absolute bottom of his value, but better late than never. I do believe it's his value still increasing. Now, just imagine if he has a down week this week, uh, the panic yeah. sellers with him. Yep. Colin, yep. you're by low. Yep, my, my buy low is Cordero Patterson. Um, still on the IR, but when he comes back, I mean, he's going to go right back to dominating. So get him while you can, while he's still not playing. I mean, this Falcons offense is just run, run, run. And it's actually kind of, <clears throat> it's actually kind of working. They're like the Bears, but good. Um, I mean, Mariota's attempting like 20 passes a game. They just, I mean, you see with Pitts and Drake London, they just, there's just not enough target share. They're just running the ball down people's throats. And the backup running backs are, are really not a threat to Patterson at all. I mean, he's clearly the better player. And he's just fun to watch. I mean, a 6'2 running back um, just going out there and dominating. I mean, I think this is a guy you should get now before he comes back. Um, I think you're right that he's definitely the best and will be hands down the starter getting all of the volume when he's healthy. Um, because Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier are really not good at football. Um, but – I would I would be concerned about him because of this, uh, the same reason for why we were benching him at the end of last season. He seemed to die out, and he is old. Um, and he's he hasn't played running back his, ever in his career until last season. So that's the only thing with Patterson is, yes, I think he will have great games and probably will be super relevant for the next, like, seven, eight weeks. But then, like, come playoffs, who knows what you'll have just based off what we saw last season. I mean, he's old, but he's not football old because the beginning of his career, he barely played. So he doesn't have those miles on his legs like a lot of the other older running backs. Kind of like Eckler. Um, My buy low, I am buying the wide receiver 53 after six weeks. Um, Odds are you can just predict what the name's going to be. That's DJ Moore. Uh, Look, you can't get much worse of a start to a season for someone that you drafted as your wide receiver too. Uh, he's got 20 catches on the year, 204 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Robbie Anderson was just traded away. The beast, the man, the myth, the legend, Robbie Anderson is gone. That frees up another 18% of the targets in this offense. DJ Moore's ceiling is limited due to poor quarterback play. Uh, he just can't escape it. That's been the story of his career. Uh, it's inevitable this year with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold and uh, who is it? Uh, PJ Walker uh, mm-hmm. also in there. Uh, however, he does have a high floor. Uh, he's so dependent. They lean on him so heavily, especially now that Anderson is gone. He still has six plus targets in every game of the year. Not too many guys can say that. I, I like DJ Moore. He's had an abysmal start to the year he's his schedule does lighten up he gets a pair of atlanta matchups and a trip to baltimore soon i think he's a prime buy low candidate he's not going to cost you much either yeah you can get him password um i the only i gotta say though the only thing that would make me 
the only thing that could convince me to trade for DJ Moore would be the hopes that he gets traded. Well, I'm praying for it. Chiefs just cleared up some cap space. Oh, that would be so sweet. <laughs> they did, but they did it for Claypool. Claypool's going to the Packers or the Chiefs. Promise. After his big week? Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, the receiving core in Pittsburgh is actually like really good. Like, George Pickens is a stud. Deontay Johnson's a stud. And Claypool is a good receiver. I mean, we don't need all three. And it, it would make sense for them to trade one for some picks. Um, I'm going to go to my sell high. Um, Alvin Kamara, I, I know this is like an odd one because people are, are finally happy about what he's doing. But he has no touchdowns on the season. Everything has been receptions and yards, which is great. You want a running back that can score without scoring touchdowns. Like, that's, that's the dream. But I'm concerned about what this offense will look like when Jameis is at the helm again because when Jameis was quarterback, Kamara was not good. He doesn't really target the running back. Um, I think you could get, a, like, a huge haul in return for an Alvin Kamara. You could throw Alvin Kamara out and get one of the stud rookie running backs that we've seen and maybe, like, a solid wide receiver two or even a low-end wide receiver one, just depending on how running back needy that team that you're trading with is. Uh, I don't know, man. I, if the touchdowns come, he's got upside, man. He does, but will the touchdowns come on such a poor offense with a poor with poor quarterback play and injured receivers and just doesn't look good. I don't like the situation. He's I one mean, of those guys. He's one of those guys that I need to trade rape someone for um, yeah. in order to let go of him. Which I mean, he carries that name value, so you could get a large haul for him back. Definitely. <clears throat> All right, uh, my sell high is Gabe Davis, who I'm currently trying to ship away in my other league. Um, he's 79th in the league in targets per route run at 12%. I mean, he's just super boomer bust. He's dependent on bomb touchdowns. I mean, all of his, his big weeks, he's put up like Randy Moss stats where it's like three catches for 175 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he's had the boom games and he's had bus games, but you still can blame it on his injuries with for his bus games. So I think you can sell him off the boom um, while his price is as high as it'll ever be. And, and you can probably get a lot in return for Gabe Davis. Another thing with him is he's enduring his bye week rate now. So if you wait until after Sunday to ship him off, you know, that's another incentive for the counterpart in your trade. You know, hey, this guy already got through his bye week. Um, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, and he just, he's the wide receiver too over the last two weeks. So, yeah, uh, perfect window for him. He was one of the guys I highlighted in our buy low, sell high in our uh, winning with Wagme article this week. Another guy that, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to talk about is Juju. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, he's my sell high for this week. He won a perfect five for five with his targets last week, 42-yard touchdown. Uh, Nick, you were the guy texting me saying he looks like he's taking over this offense as a wide receiver one. And look, a lot of people are going to think that it sure looked like that on paper. He's statistically leading uh, the chiefs wide receiver room. Uh, and I still think he's just like a bum ass veteran, to be honest with you, uh, that is catching balls from Patrick Mahomes. And I think now is the perfect time. He's got that name value to him as well. As along with those other two guys that we've already mentioned, I feel like you can sell Juju for much more than what he's worth. Um, you know, you flip him for a, oh, I don't know, someone like Gabe Davis or someone like Alan Lazard, who probably has a higher ceiling week in, week out. Uh, yeah, I'm just not a big Juju fan. I feel like now is a perfect time to sell him after his best week of the year. All right. To call him a veteran is obs he's 26. Yeah, uh, it's like his sixth year in the league, fifth yeah, year in he, the league. He came in under 21. Yeah, he's a youngster. Um, but he's by far the best receiver in this offense. He could see an increase in targets, volume in general. And he's always been a great yak receiver. And you saw that last week with the – I mean, broke, shook off two guys, spun around, went for 50 yards and a touchdown on that play. Um so, I mean, yes, definitely you could sell him high. He had a massive week last week. But I, I 
I'd be waiting a little bit to sell him. You might just want to hold on to Juju. That's my opinion. I'm with Colin on this one. I mean, Nick, we all know you're just a Steelers homer and love Juju because he played for the Steelers. I mean, the Chiefs offense spreads it around so much. Patrick Mahomes throw 10 different people. You can never trust who's going to have the big week. So um, I, I would never be able to feel confident in starting him unless things change. So I'd sell him high. I can see McCole Hardman very easily leading the team in receptions and receiving yards next week. And then the MVS the week after, and then maybe Sky Moore at some point as well. Yeah, it's a carousel that I'm not chasing. All right, I'll I'll, I'll let you uh, <laughs> to each their own there, my friend. Yeah. Nick, it's time for smoke or fire. What you got? All right, so smoke or fire. I'll direct this to Colin first. So I'll let you guys pick who that is. Um, Ken Walker. Smoke or fire after his first start? All right. Which, who wants it? Which column? <laughs> you. All right. All right. I'll take it. I mean, obviously, I think this week with the matchup, it's a smash play. But, I mean, I'd be worried. I We saw the Jags come down to earth um, after their hot start. And I think the Seahawks aren't going to be able to keep up this pace of offense for the rest of the year. So, might be some more negative game scripts than they've been used to. I still think he's he's a great player to have, probably one of the best pickups of the season. I mean, I, I'd put him in probably wide res- or running back two range rest of season, to be honest. Yeah, I'm on I'm on par with you there. Uh, sorry to interject, Nick, but uh, he's he's got the starting role in Seattle's offense. It's very valuable. Last week he had 23 touches, uh, three target. He's had three targets in three different games. Played in 69% of their snaps last week and his first week as a starter. Uh, there's no doubt that he's the guy in Seattle's offense, but uh, I'm kind of with Colin. Like, how valuable is the guy in Seattle? Uh, can Seattle continue to secede this year or are they going to fall off? And looking at a schedule, he has a juicy matchup this week, then he gets the Giants. Uh, Cardinals, Bucks before their bye. So it's like three middle of the ground, two difficult matchups. And then after the bye, though, it really opens up. So I think Kenneth Walker is smoke, or excuse me, is fire. Um, but you're not going to get 19 points per game like he delivered last week. No, I think 19 points is a, is a very good week. I think 15 on average is pretty good for him. I think he's a high-end RB2 for the rest of the season just because when you see the starter go down, like Rashad Penny with Kenneth Walker behind him isn't as good as Kenneth Walker without anyone behind him. Like DJ Dallas didn't touch the ball. So usually when the starter goes out, the backup is better than when – like we saw with Alexander Madison when, when Dalvin Cook goes down, when Khalil Herbert, when Dave Montgomery goes down. Like those guys step in and do better than what the starter would have done sharing, sharing snaps. So I, I like Ken Walker to end the season. Colin, what's, what is your smoke or fire? Yep, so I need some answers on this one. I drafted this guy. Might have been the steals of draft, but uh, we'll see. Amon Ra, is he getting back to wide receiver one territory after his injury week and bye week? I think so. Low end, nonetheless. But look, the, the first three weeks, he had he averaged 11 targets per game and week five he only saw six targets the entire Detroit Lions offense just laid a goose egg they scored nothing against New England they were the highest scoring offense in the first four weeks partially because they did have some cupcakes with the commanders and then the Seahawks partially because they can't play defense and so I think Amon Ra is just going to continue doing what he did at the end of last year at the beginning of this year uh, regardless whether or not Jamison Williams comes back, I really could care less. I think Amon Ra is a top 12 receiver to answer your question. Love it. I'm going to say low end, very low end wide receiver one, very high end wide receiver two, um, because Jamis Williams is coming back. So two sides of that coin. I'm fire about him. I, I really am. He And he is a steal of the draft, really. Uh, we were kind of foolish for doubting him so much, you know. He was like the wow. wide receiver one over the last month of last year, and we were drafting him as a wide receiver 30. 
Yeah. yeah, I'm real real proud of that one. Nick knows I was hyping him up all offseason. He was, he was. Although I think still the draft is Chris Godwin, and I'm going to stand by it. <laughs> yeah, he's got to prove it. Come on now. You can't just self-proclaim someone the steal of the draft before he does anything. Godwin was like going in the fifth and sixth round, and he's right where Amon Ra was going. Yeah, and I would rather have Amon Ra rest of the season than Chris Godwin. How many wives? Uh... I don't agree with that. That's a good one. That's a good that's a good pull. We're gonna ask Bucks, that later. Bucks offense isn't looking that hot. They got Mike Evans there. I mean God, how many wide receiver two overall finishes has Amon Ra had? Like season long finishes. I mean, none. He, none. He's just got hot. I mean, he, he's the up and coming. Chris Godwin's the one that small off that can't stay healthy. Godwin's a dog. All right. I'm asking mine. Uh so Christian McCaffrey, 24 points per game, 23 catches over the past three weeks. Not on the year, uh, three weeks. That's 23 catches in three weeks for a running back. Uh, just keep that in mind. There's no Robbie Anderson. That's 18% more of the target share gone out of this offense. He's currently the RB4, 20 points behind Eckler at the top spot among running backs. Christian McCaffrey is my favorite to win the RB1 overall by the end of the year. I think we're just going to see what he did in 2018 and 19. He's just going to continue to churn out. Uh, seven, eight catches a week, uh, 150 scrimmage yards and a touchdown or two. I think he is the RB1 overall. What do you guys think? Smoke or fire? Smoke. I think Eckler finishes above him. I think Derrick Henry finishes above him. I think I'd rather have Dalvin Cook, to be honest. There's, wow. I'm scared of Saquon. Yeah, Saquon. I'd rather have Saquon. I think Lenny might even have a chance to finish above him. Wow. And the defense sucks too, so game script won't be in his favor. It just doesn't look good. Like, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm scared of it. I, I respect your opinion, but I also think it's wrong. Colin, anyway. yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of in between. I'd probably take Saquon over him uh, to finish RB one. I'd probably take Eckler. Uh, that's probably it for me. And I, I'm a Derrick Henry owner, so I mean, I'd, I'd say he's maybe the third most valuable running back right now. If I were to rank him myself, I mean, it's just the Carolina offense and team that scares yeah. me. I mean, they're going through coaching changes. They got everyone on the trade blocks. I mean, they're in total self-destruct mode. I mean, I know we can still get all those catches, but touchdown upside's low. So I'd rather have a you know guy on the Chargers offense who has 20 touchdown season upside. Yeah. All right. Now, what if what if Christian McCaffrey goes to a contender, Buffalo Bills, Kansas City oh my. Chiefs? I, mean, I don't if he want was to go literally to any other team. He's definitely the running back one. Like Carolina's the worst team in the league. Do you think if he goes to the Bills, he's the RB one? I don't think so. But if he goes to like the Rams, yes. I don't. I yeah, I think LA is the only offense that I would consider an upgrade. I feel like Carolina's set up for him to secede in fantasy football. I feel uh, like the Bills would not be good for him. Neither do I. I. I, I think Devin Singletary gets his touches. James Cook, you know, he's going to be used sporadically here. Well, and there. no, I, that's not why. If they're if you're trading for Christian McCaffrey, the price you're paying, he's going to be yeah. dominating volume at the running back position. The thing is, I don't know how much volume there is in the Buffalo exactly. offense for running backs. He's going to Josh be the, focal point of the offense if he gets traded. Josh Allen steals all the touchdowns and red zone mm. touches away as well so yeah i don't know that's a interesting way to look at his value for the rest of the year yeah yeah it'd be interesting to see there's a couple guys who could be traded like claypool to the packers or dj Moore to the chiefs like those would be like if you're if you're a claypool owner and he goes to the packers like you're really happy you're you're really really happy that Nick, I got to nice. say one thing. Colin just sent me a trade request during this recording. <laughs> Romeo Dubs, DJ Moore. Do I make the trade? I, If I were you, I would take that trade. Like, Dubs has upside. DJ Moore, like, he's – This is a great This is a great point. Get Dubs. Put him right in my flex this week. Let him go off against you. <laughs> Do it. Uh, go for it. Do, Do it. it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Give me DJ Moore. Game of the week. Yeah, good point. Game of the week. Nick versus Colin. Simple as that. Uh, you guys know who you have. Uh, uh-huh. Nick, Nick, showcase your lineup. All right. So 
I'd like to make my excuses now. No, I do not dude. have the stack. Showcase your lineup. Okay, so I have Matt Ryan in for Josh Allen this week. I have Aaron Jones and Leonard Fournette. I think Jones has a bounce back week. I think Leonard Fournette continues to dominate. I have Alec Pierce in for Stefan Diggs. And I have Chris Godwin and Cortland Sutton as my other two starting receivers. My tight end, I'm going to put Tanyan in there over Hawkinson this week. And then my flex is Kenneth Walker. I'm loaded everywhere. My, my team is ridiculously good. Um, Colin's team is a bunch of nobodies. Colin, feel free. Go ahead, go ahead and I showcase mean, your lineup. Starting off a quarterback, sitting Kyler, Rain Dakota Prescott coming in, just going to absolutely destroy Great. my two running backs, Derrick Henry and Saquon, which I got clowned for taking in the draft. Everyone made fun of me. Who's laughing now? I got Christian Kirk, Mike Williams, and Amon Ra as my three receivers. Zach Ertz as my tight end. And I got currently Curtis Samuel in my flex, but uh, that could change. Maybe it'll be Romeo Dubs by the end of the week. So who do you have in this game of the week? I mean, I'd rather die than pick Nick to win. <laughs> Nick, is that how you feel? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm betting on myself. There's no way I'm betting on Colin against me. That's just ridiculous. And I'm going to math is. Oh, do we want to throw some bread on this? Listen, I am not throwing bread on it because I don't have Josh Allen and Diggs. Literally, my two best pieces. Someone's a pussy. You're betting on yourself. Colin, you would not be betting money on this game if you didn't have, let's say, Saquon Barkley and either of your starting quarterbacks. Hey, man, I got Tyler Higby out. That's a huge blow. That's, like, basically the same as Josh Allen. You're ridiculous. <laughs> you know that you would be scared if I had Allen and Diggs too. You know it. I mean, I got Josh Allen in my other league, so I, I'm going through it this week too. But yeah, yeah, it sucks. Nobody cares who I am going to pick. I guess. All right, yeah, let's see. Let's <laughs> Drum roll, please. I got Nick this week. He's the underdog. I I like your Nick. I like your matchups more. I I feel like. Colin, you're going to have some goose eggs throughout your lineup. And even though Nick's the heavy underdog, not even close, 13 and a half points projected lower than you, uh, I'm going to go with the underdog. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to spread my league, my lead in this league uh, with the game of the weeks. But yeah, Nick, I'm rolling with you, buddy. I, I like it. I like it. You are going to love that you just got a win over most people in the league in that. Um game of the week department of things i feel like a victor right now yeah yeah they write me i am right back that's all i gotta say <laughs> you know, i am right back <laughs> i right, wish guys. i could start geno smith this week all right let's wrap it up yeah it's late night colin thanks for joining us uh our pleasure really we'll have to get you back in here with us any any what? last remarks from either of you how about um, them Cowboys? <laughs> Steelers are on the come up. Finally, beat the beat the Buccaneers. Didn't get to say that on an episode yet this week, but boom, we're really good. I doubt it. Uh, that's how we're gonna end this show right here. The Steelers. I doubt it with all of you. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Connect with us on our socials at Wagby Fantasy. Uh, be sure to send your lineup questions to us. Nick and I have been on fire this year with them, and yeah. Have a good week.